When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, Vikings fans. This is Dave here from Vikings First and Skull. Today, we have a special treat for you as we gear up for the much-anticipated matchup this Sunday where our very own Minnesota Vikings will be hosting the New Orleans Saints at U.S. Bank Stadium. We are joined by a special guest. He is none other than Wesley Coleman, a well-known name in the football podcasting world and a member of the Dome Patrol podcast. This is going to be an exciting matchup. Both teams are currently sporting a 5-4 and four record, and both are hungry for a pivotal win that can tip the scales in their favor. We're going to delve deep into the strategies, the key players, the strengths and weaknesses of both teams, and what we can expect from this thrilling encounter on Sunday. We'll also be discussing the journey so far for both teams, the surprises, the highs and the lows, the challenges that they've had to face, and how they've managed to navigate their way through it all. This is not just a conversation about the upcoming game, but a discussion about the dynamics of two strong teams in the NFL, their season so far, and their outlook moving forward. So sit back, grab your favorite beverage, and join us in this detailed conversation about the world of football, the adrenaline of the game, and the passion that fuels our teams. Let's get started. Welcome to Schooling with Friends. That's right, friends. We don't have any enemies in the business. We have friends. The whole idea is to have a one-on-one, possibly one-on-two, but most likely one-on-one interviews with knowledgeable individuals. These individuals could be from the press, such as beat writers, broadcasters, or podcasters like us, or even from the team itself. We aim to not only feature people from Vikings land, who we may already know, but also individuals from other teams who can contribute to your Vikings knowledge as we grow our fandom for the purple, your Minnesota Vikings, the team we all love. It's time to skull and meet the new friend now. Hey, everybody, it's Dave here from Vikings First and Skull, and we're skulling with friends. That's right, we don't have enemies, we have friends. And in this case, it's Wesley Coleman from the Dome Patrol. Why? Because the Vikings are hosting the New Orleans Saints on Sunday. How you doing, Wesley? 
I'm doing good. I guess uh, if there was going to be a fan base that we weren't going to be friends, we, we've we've teetered in we've uh, in that close. in that territory a few times back and forth, <laughs> but not necessarily me and you, but our uh, our fan bases for sure. Oh yes, there is the <laughs> contingents from both sides that uh, love to go at it on, especially Twitter for X sure. now. But um, yes, and and. The different spaces, yes, they like to get at it, which is there's some history there, and there is. that carries over. And the older you are, you know, not as many of the Vikings fans are as old as I am. They don't remember the seventies and they don't remember the eighties when you guys were so so bad. And you can keep do, going. There's 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 more years that we were bad too, <laughs> but they do remember two thousand nine, and they do remember the playoffs. When we've been, you've eliminated us and we've eliminated you. And it's, and it goes back and forth. You are not our most hated rival, but sure. you're, no, no, I wouldn't expect you're in the top three. Yeah. I, I think Four. that probably both of us are so uh, locked into um, some division foes that we just uh-huh. absolutely are disgusted by. Um, and, and, and to be fair, y'all kind of uh, lost a little heat. Um, just there's so many uh, things with the Rams, no call. I don't know if the Rams are to blame for that, but the Rams kind of get some some hate from that too. So it's uh, it's been interesting for sure. But hey, but it's a great tradition to keep going because it's always fun. I think. You know, oh yeah, as we match up every year, and this year it's a pretty close matchup. We are both five and four teams. We are both not exactly spectacular leading the NFC in a weak NFC. The only team that seems to be a contender right now is the Philadelphia Eagles, which we probably both can agree on, can uh, go take a long leap off a short pier. And But it's going to be a close one. Now, I can tell you, the Vikings coming into this game, it's a big question mark. The Vikings fan base is like, oh, whatever goes, we're for it, because we're playing with what we see, think of as house money. We yep. started out so poorly, 0-3, because we couldn't hold on to the football. We could, we dropped it all over the place. We had nine fumbles in the first three games. We dropped passes. We did all sorts of things. And then everything starts to turn positive. And we start, you know, getting good and winning games. And Kirk Cousins is playing the best football of his life. And then, of course, we lose J.J., Justin Jefferson with my, the my, my, my LSU boy, so I'm always going to yes. be a fan of his. Best wide receiver in the league. However, he's not that now because he's not playing. He did come off. He did enter the 21-day window off of IR today, this week. And uh, I doubt he plays Sunday, which would be good for you guys. Uh, but he will be. They're monitoring him, and he talked about his rehab today on how there are certain tests they run the hammy through to tell whether it's 100% or not. And I didn't even know those tests existed. But anyways, and then, of course, when Kirk Cousins is literally playing his best football of his career, he steps wrong and ruptures an Achilles tendon. Boom, done for the season. Followed by, we get to start Jaron Hall, our fifth-round rookie from BYU, and we're all happy to see what he can do. Second drive of the game, he gets down to the one, smack, hitting the head, slaps his head against the turf, out like a light 
boom, concussion, obvious. He's now done and in concussion protocol, and we don't expect him to come out. And we had just traded for Joshua Dobbs, perennial backup quarterback from the Arizona Cardinals. We come in, he comes in, doesn't know anybody's name, had only been in Minnesota three days before making the trip, knew all of 20 plays, and he comes in with Kevin O'Connell's assistance in his ear and wins that football game. And that sets up this Sunday's game. We lost K.J. Osborne, another concussion. That was a wicked hit. But we, we're going to be interesting to see. Now, your team, Wesley, has a few of its own issues. Coaching seems to be one of them. How do you think, give, give us a synopsis of your season so far, from your coaching to Derek Carr to whoever else on the team and what's going on? Yeah, there's been, um, I, I'm going to come around to that. I think there's a lot of problems with our offensive coordinator um, and offensive game plan. Um, our failures to be consistent this year, um, it's so weird because you can basically blame something different like every six quarters the first six quarters of the season um, we had a problem with our offensive line uh, not blocking well at all against any kind of pass rush and then they kind of figured that out in the the end of the second game Um, and then Derek Carr hurts his shoulder and so we have about six quarters of him throwing really weird and you can tell he's not healthy and and doing good there Um, and then we go into kind of a time of um, uh wide receivers running the wrong routes and hot routes, them going downfield and Derek Carr is checking it down and uh, multiple wide receivers running routes um, that, that are somebody was clearly wrong in, in communication. And we had maybe two or three games, honestly, where it was what's going on with the communication and people being on the same page. And even, even with the running back with Alvin Kamara, he did the same thing. We're running a goofy route. So we've had these like different things that have, been excuses for not performing. Um, you know, what we needed to do was have a simple game plan, which was we have a good enough defense to where it's, our defense is going to give up about 17 to 18 points a game. Last year, our offense scored about 17 or 18 points a game. Um, that's a risky proposition um, yeah. going into every game. So we just needed to upgrade a few pieces of our offense, average 23, 24 points a game. Not a, I don't mean need to be the number one offense. And then you kind of follow the game plan. And as much as we try to get lost in the fact that we we have about the most exciting skill players in the game, if you just look at total with Alvin Kamara, Jamal Williams, who scored 18 touchdowns last year, exciting rookie of Kendra Miller, Taysom Hill doing what he does, and then Chris Olave, Mike Thomas back healthy, and Rashid Shahid. I'll put that up against anybody's seven or eight exciting skill offensive players. Um, and they haven't been consistent and, but we have a defensive head coach and we are not going to go for it on fourth down. We are not going to kick 60 yard field goals or 55 yard. We are going to punt the ball. We're going to play field position and we're going to win close games. Well, now we figured out that our punter and our field goal kicker, neither one are very dependable for that. Um, so there's some weird things about the way this team was built and some decisions we made about going with some young kickers. And um, I, we've been favored in all but one game this year. 
the one game we were not favored in, we won 34 to zero against the Patriots. Oh, <laughs> well, your yeah. favorite this okay, weekend good, too. Good, good, good job, Vegas. Three, but, I see today. But besides that, we're favored in every game this year. Uh, we're five and four. I think we'll be favored in every game the rest of the year, except for the game against the Lions. I mean, we're we're five and four, and we've been favored in all the games except for one. Um, so, I, I we're we're a middle of the pack kind of average team. I think we're barely above average. We're not in the elite stuff in the top three or four teams of the NFC. But this big jumbled mess of four and five and five and four teams, I think we're one of the best ones. But we've got to figure out over this last eight weeks of the season, nine weeks to to find some consistency because we have way too much talent to to be doing what we're doing. Well, speaking of that last eight weeks, you obviously play us Sunday. Yep. After that, you have Falcons at the Falcons, which go ahead, beat them. That's fine. I don't mind. You have the Lions, Panthers. Panthers should be easy. Giants should be easy. Rams should be easy. Bucks. I can't believe we lost to the Buccaneers. Uh, Falcons again. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, no, like we've got this. The, we've had so far up to this point the easiest schedule in football, and going forward, I think we have the second easiest schedule moving forward. Like for us to, if we don't win eleven wins, get eleven wins, it's it's an embarrassment. And I'm not saying we're a great eleven win team. I'm, I'm not coming on here to just to tell you like, but we we're playing terrible teams. That if you just beat the team in front of you that you're better than, which again, it's the NFL. We, um, we, we should, we should get to 11 wins um, just by kind of doing what we're supposed to do without being stupid. Mm-hmm. And you should win the NFC South. For, for like, I think that's a foregone conclusion. I, I, we don't have to get to 11 wins to do that. Um, the, the saints are going to host a, a home game. Um, I think I predicted this last, uh, this, this week on the big picture that the saints would actually end up, uh, just because of the weakness of their division, they'll end up being the three seed in the NFC. I think. I don't think we'll we'll sneak in as the four seed. I think we'll get the three seed, um, just based on the amount of wins that we should have. Uh-huh. And for those that are curious, the big picture is a Fans First Sports Network show, where Wesley is one of the hosts that goes over the entire league and where it's sitting after each week. I've guessed every week we kind of do predictions of who we think are going to be the top seven playoff teams for the AFC and the NFC. It's been a rocky time of changing. Um, um, And and I'll say for the the Vikings, I, for the start of the year, when y'all went on your losing streak and all, I, I was not a big lions believer. I went into the the preseason saying everybody's overhyping it. I think there'll be a tough out. Because Dan Campbell's going to have them ready to fight, but they're not talented enough in, in, in roster makeup to, to actually fulfill um, the prophecy that everybody's going. I'm wrong. It's a good team. They're, oh, they've you're got not people. wrong yet. Uh-uh. Well, not yet. But but they're the Lions they're, they're, are they're, famous for lion they're, they're, doing they're, they're, lions things. I, I think I think Dan Campbell is a different guy. I think he'll keep. <laughs> I mean, we had him. We had him in New Orleans as a tight end and as a tight end coach. I, I do like him. Um, don't like. The, I still don't like their roster. Um, but I, I told everybody all through, I was like, the, the, the Vikings will be fine. This, this is still their division to, to win. Having said that, I, it's one of those things I can sit there and go, oh, look, I'm right. The, the Vikings are on a big winning streak. I didn't predict it that y'all were going to lose your quarterback and the best receiver in football and go on a winning streak. Um, I, I, <laughs> and our left so, so I don't want to, I'm not taking any credit 
for for saying that y'all were going to go winning streak. I was I would have because I wouldn't have said it. Um, why you losing Jefferson and Cousins. oh and and Christian Darisar, our left tackle, best left yeah. tackle in the league, was out last week. He'll probably be out this week. And it's just hard. don't worry, we still won't get a pass rush. That's not really our thing. That's not our thing. <laughs> I heard that, which should be good for Josh Dobbs. Not, um, not interested. We just want to sit back. Our cornerbacks and safeties go for interceptions, but we'll just give you all day to throw until you decide to throw it to one of our guys. Well, now, just to let you know, the Vikings and the Lions have a good, relatively easy schedule on the way out. We have only, for us, what would be, other than this Sunday's game where we're not favored, uh, probably two teams that would give us problems. One is Cincinnati and their resurgence. That's yeah, going to be a tough they're, one. They're tough. And then we and the the last four games are Cincinnati. Then we play Detroit, Green Bay, and Detroit. So well, as long as we keep up with Green with Detroit and beat them twice, we win the division. But that's a big ask, especially well, now. Well, I will say I did predict that I actually right now, based on the easy schedule that Detroit has, um, I think they're going to end up being the number one seed in the NFC again. I think the Seahawks and I think the Seahawks and 49ers are going to beat each other up. Listen, I know the Eagles are eight and one, and and God bless them. You, you got to somebody's got to win a game. They're not an eight and one football team. They have had very close. They lost to the Jets, and they've had a bunch of other one score games that were mm-hmm. very close. I just watched them play the Cowboys, and I hate giving the Cowboys any credit. The Cowboys were the better team in that game. The Cowboys lost that game. The, Vi- the I mean, the Eagles did not go take that game from them. And, and believe me, I hate saying that, but I, I'm not impressed with the Eagles. Now, listen, you're 8-1, and one, so they're figuring out things. I think they've got a good coaching staff, and they're, they're, they're making, I guess, the right amount of plays, and they've also had some luck. I just don't think that's continuing for another two months. I think they'll come back to earth. They'll, they'll lose another three or four games, and, and I'm not sure if the, the, the Lions are going to. Uh, Lions have so, Again, played, I don't think the Lions are the best team do. in the NFC. Not Minus. saying that. I don't think they play Cincinnati. Um, no, they've got it. They've got it easy. So we talked about Dave. So I was really excited this past week. It was uh, great for me that I got to um, watch the Saints finish off the Bears. Immediately went into watching you guys come back and uh, and beat the Falcons, and then immediately afterwards watched CJ Stroud beat the Buccaneers. So. Really exciting, cool comeback. Like I got to watch three interesting things in a row where my team wins and two of our division foes both lose, um, you know, putting us you know up into first place and all. And it, and it was exciting. And all. Um, I love this story of what both the CJ Stroud and the Josh Dobbs stories. Mm-hmm. Love the Josh Dobbs story. Didn't take a single snap from the center all week. Did not throw a pass to a single one of his teammates. Didn't know most people's names. We've seen the video of him learning the snap counts in the real cadence. time on the, <laughs> and that's I think that's so cool. I I just I, I I are Vikings fans being realistic and understanding that what they saw is not what Josh Dobbs is going to do every week. I mean this well, this this isn't a rookie quarterback who like oh wow we didn't know he was this good. We know who Josh Dobbs is. And it's exciting. It's a cool story. I love sports. It's and I'm not mm-hmm. just doing this because you're playing the Saints. Like this, it's it's exciting. Yeah, that was great. He's he's not gonna be the guy that he was in that fourth quarter. 
every quarter moving forward. Well, now, most fans know that. That's why I say, with all the adversity that's hit the Minnesota Vikings this season, most fans have gone, we shouldn't win anything. And we're now, because we are, it's like we're playing with house money. For sure. And it's just like, hey, maybe this turns out to be one of those magical seasons, like 2017, right? Where we start out that season, Sam Bradford starts, destroys your team, and then the next game, Sam Bradford's knee goes. It's Sam Bradford. Yeah, yeah, because that was Sam Bradford. And then Case Keenum comes in. And we ride it all the way through the Minneapolis miracle and then get destroyed by Philadelphia. Yep. That was a magical season. Yep. We're sort of starting to think now, are we having another one of those magical seasons? Because on paper, we shouldn't be. Now, the Vikings are a quality football team. Yes. As a whole, they have individual spots where we need to improve. Without a doubt, we do. Our interior defensive line, which is decent at stopping the run, doesn't get any push on in pass rush, right? Our edges, we have Daniil Hunter, who's leading the league, absolute beast. But then again, we have Marcus Davenport, who we've seen all of two games this season. Do you have Marcus Davenport? (laughs) And we pay him, what, $8 million per sack? All right, gotcha. Um And he was so good in the preseason. I was so hyped. Hey, up. I I have watched him be very good in the preseason. <laughs> I mean, the dude gets pressure. He is quick. He is off. In those two games, he was healthy. He was a force. But two. And we played nine. He had half a sack two. last year for us and was healthy most of the year. <laughs> I, mean, I don't I don't get that guy. But we need another edge rusher. We have DJ Wanham. DJ Wanham's been around with us. For a long time, I think he's in his fourth season now. He's okay. He's great at uncontested sacks. He we call him the cleanup man because a lot of times he'll get sacks when somebody else is causing the pressure, and which is good for him. But he's actually improved this year too. And our favorite DJ Wanham memory was as a rookie when the Green Bay Packers were driving and we couldn't stop him, and DJ Wanham sacks. Aaron Rodgers, and it was a big bleh, and Aaron Rodgers doing this on the field. It was wonderful. But we need help there. Our linebackers, we got one old guy in Hicks, and then we got one new guy in uh, our new undrafted free agent rookie, Ivan Pace Jr., who you'd look at and go, he can't play linebacker. He's too small. And he's 5'10-ish, maybe. But the dude is unbelievable, and he throws 300-pound linemen around like they're ragdolls. And it's, wow. That's, wow. Now, our safeties are fantastic. We've got a good top to bottom from Harrison Smith on down. Great safeties, except for our first-round pick from last year. Um, Lewisine, he rarely sees the field at all. About Jay Ward from LSU, how's he doing? Jay Ward's doing good. Um, good. He's, he's a good, he's a good kid, character guy, good, good guy. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and our corners are okay. So, but what Brian Flores has them doing on the defense is remarkable. And this is what's going to cause you problems on Sunday. 
Last week against Atlanta, he blitzed the least amount of any time this season, and he blitzed 50%. I expect Derek Carr to be confused and see eight, nine, and possibly 10 guys on the line and not know who's coming and who's dropping back. And we have people like Josh Metellus or Harrison Smith that can go start from the line and drop all the way back into deep cover before any wide receiver gets back there. It's it's going to be an interesting game when we line up knowing that your offensive line isn't the best when it comes to pass blocking and that Derek Carr tends to get flustered at certain points of the game if you start to pressure him. So I'm looking forward to that. And then on the offense, our offensive line has improved, greatly improved. Just came out this week where consensus third and pass blocking. Wow. We haven't been that in over a decade. Our run blocking is decent, but we don't have any running backs that can see a hole for nothing. So who knows what's going to happen there. With Akers out, you're going to see more Ty Chandler. And it's going to be interesting to see how this game goes. It's going to be fun. I think we match up actually pretty well when it comes to the X's and O's and how our strengths may go against your weaknesses and vice versa. Yeah, I mean, I, I if just uh, I, I haven't watched a lot of Vikings games this year. Um, I was watching live when um, Hall got knocked out, and then I watched the 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 comeback with Dobbs. Um, and then I've watched a couple games earlier in the year, and I was like, yeah, they're not as bad as what they're they're just not executing. So I um, again figured that was going to work itself out. Um, I I think where where I think that comes the the, the big matchups are um, cornerbacks versus wide receivers. Um, I think that I think our wide receivers hold a drastic advantage over the cornerbacks. It can be um, if again if. If Derek Carr has time to get rid of the ball, which even if he doesn't, um, he has Michael Thomas, who is the best you know um, uh, slant runner in the history of football, and Chris Olave has been actually running them more than than uh, Michael Thomas this year, or the last few weeks at least. Um, and then some speed players like Rashid Shaheed, and we really like to get the ball out uh, to Alvin Kamara on the edge. Um, mm-hmm. If you're going to blitz, we're going to drop the ball off to him and. You know, That's getting the way behind to beat you. blitz is throw over the top of the blitz. Yep. And then the, the the opposite side of that, of our, our cornerbacks, we're leading the league in passes defensed. We're leading the league in interceptions. We're tied for the league in the league lead in uh, turnovers. Um, so I, I think the things that we've done well, players like Josh Dobbs and young uh, wide, wide receivers, receivers and young running backs lead mm-hmm. to those kind of turnovers, which has kind of become our, our specialty. Having said all that, that doesn't mean all these turnovers have not led to a lot of points. So that keeps the games close. Um, wow. we, we should have won last week by 20 with five turnovers. Um, and uh, you know, it was a seven-point game. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I think that we'll get – it could be similar. I could see us having a, a number of turnovers but still keeping the game relatively close. close. It's yeah. got to be close. The Vikings games are always close. It comes down to the last three minutes of the game. For sure. And it probably will on Sunday. Now, what I worry about is Jordan Addison, our young standout rookie wide receiver. We took in the yeah, first I, round. I watched him a couple of weeks ago. I did watch some of that game. Um, what, what was his coming out game? And it was uh, 
it was after right after Jefferson got hurt, and he mm-hmm. looked impressive. Made a couple of like really good um, catches and uh, look look like a player for sure. I want to say it was a Green Bay game, but he uh, he does he's he can run routes beautifully. Yep. His footwork in and out. You don't see him slow down. He, for he came in and paid attention to Jefferson. Yeah, like you can and you can tell very much. Like so. he, he came in and Jefferson. Jefferson wasn't the best player at LSU. He wasn't the number one receiver. Jamar Chase was the guy, mm-hmm. and Jefferson was drafted after him and like fell down. Like it was multiple things. Jefferson's the one that came out in his combine or not his combine, his first pro day and ran. Everybody's like. Well, he's just a slot receiver. What's he doing running out there? Why did he run so fast? I, I didn't even know he could do that. He mm-hmm. has worked his tail off um, because he wasn't wasn't the number one guy coming out of high school, wasn't the number one guy in college ever until his senior year when all of a sudden it's like, um, y'all might need to pay attention to that guy. And even going in the draft, there's multiple wide receivers drafted before him. Yeah, and everybody else, he's just a slot guy. He's just a slot guy. No, he's... You know, they're like, he's I remember guy. when all the things come, come out of his pro day, they're like, he's just a slot guy, but he runs really fast. That's weird. Why is he running routes over there in his pro day? He's just a slot guy. If you watch some <laughs> breakdown film on him on, say, that it does, that studies nothing but wide receivers, he literally does not slow down through his breaks. And that is unbelievable. And his body control is just so much better than anybody else. He and he works on it. And then today in his tele and on his press conference, he's talked about I want to get back on the field as soon as possible. I want to be a Hall of Famer, and I can't be a Hall of Famer if I'm, you know, injured and not playing football. That's that's JJ. And he took Jordan Addison under his wing, and Jordan Addison has a lot of those same traits. Problem with Jordan Addison is he's a diminutive guy, as I call him. He's only 5'10", and he weighs 185 pounds dripping wet. He has a problem if he get he, if he gets manned up and pushed at the line of the yeah, scrimmage. Yeah. He has not mastered that break off the line yet. And, and I think guys like Adebo and Lattimore, especially mm-hmm. Adebo, are giving some problems. And, and, and if he tries to get in the slot, Taylor um, is huge and fast. And okay. he's he's going to be be physical in the slot too. Now, if you get around Taylor, he's going to not cover your route well, and he's going to have to make up for his mistakes by being long and fast. T- T- Taylor's learning to cover. I think he's going to be one of the best slot guys in the league next year. Mm-hmm. He's still, there's some growing pains. He does some amazing things on the field, and you're like, that's crazy. But he also does some knucklehead things where he's just kind of going the, the wrong direction every once in a while. So uh, learn the slots. Believe it or not, that nickel cornerback is the hardest position of the defensive backfield because yeah, yeah. they don't have your wide cornerbacks always have the sidelines to work as their their partner. They can use that to their advantage. Yeah, very different have hit longer for that. distance and they can range. The nickel, a wide receiver can break. In or out, and he's got to be able to know what the rest of the defense is doing and whether to go with him or to follow somebody else in it all. It is literally one of the hardest positions on the defense to play. But I'm worried about that in Sunday's game because it's going to be a test how he matches up against your secondary. And then behind him, other than TJ Hawkinson at tight end, all we've got are a bunch of young 
wide receiver threes and fours. So it's going to be interesting. Now, can those guys step up? They did last week, and they have in the past. Uh, Brandon Powell's one of them. But it's like, we don't know. You know, with K.J. Osborne being out, he's in protocol. T.J. Hawkinson, he's still recovering. Or not T.J., but J.J., still recovering. It's going to be interesting. It's going to make for an interesting game. I don't think it's going to be a blowout by any means. Yeah, for sure. I can agree with that. It's, But it's going to be close. And that's why you guys are favored by three points as of today. Yep. I think it'll be good. It'll be an interesting game. Um, we'll uh, we'll see who executes better. I think you'll have the better coaching. I think we have the better roster. And so uh, we'll, uh, we'll the starting 22, at least when I say roster. Um, so we'll uh, we'll see what happens happens there for sure. I, Hopefully, no more injuries for for either team, and we can uh, make it through without any uh, guys closing their eyes and trying to tackle somebody on the sideline. Yes, uh, please. I don't. I don't want to see that again. <laughs> <laughs> um, what does the Dome Patrol have uh, in the way of broadcasts every week? Yeah. If, so we, we in case we, uh, Saints fan stumbles upon you know Vikings first and skull. Yeah, we do. We do a few different shows, so we're always going to have an instant reaction that's going to come out uh, normally about an hour after the after the game. Home games takes us a little bit longer because we got uh, people needing to leave the stadium and get home um, to record. But uh, we record immediately after um, games when we can, so we'll always have an instant reaction. A couple days later, we might have a more measured um, approach, and we'll see um, how we feel two days later. So we'll always do a game recap. We do keep up with some pickums too, so we want to uh, predict uh, how we're going to do, and we measure against some of our listeners. And then we'll always have a game preview, which, uh, Dave, uh, really appreciate you joining us this week on our game preview. We try to have somebody from Fans First Sports Network um, and the opposing team always join us so we can get an interesting take, same as what uh, mm-hmm. you're doing here. So um, I think it's always interesting, and it helps our fans kind of know uh, more realistically, hopefully, what we're going to uh, to face. Having said that, we have had some of the most unrealistic people ever on our show previewing <laughs> for them. Um, I got, got told earlier this year Bryce Young was going to revolutionize the way the quarterback position was played. Um, looking back, he uh, he may be right, but it's not in the way that he said. <laughs> so, no, and so, no, so no, we've, we've had some interesting things go on. So, um, but uh, we do have three or four shows a week that we go up, and then I uh, uh, do the. The big picture with uh, Brian Davis and then uh, Jeff Hartman and I also do some national shows where uh, we talk about opinion or facts, kind of hot button topics that are going on. And we try not to produce those every week because we want them to be we don't want to be forced. But uh, if there's interesting things we're talking about right now about maybe talking about uh, turf versus grass, which, which I think is your field and my field or. Some of the last of the slipstream, terrible mm-hmm. turf that everybody hates that are left. So uh, Jeff and I are talking about kind of doing a part on that. We're trying to have some, make sure we have enough information to. Well, one hot button I'd share. like to listen to is what is roughing the passer? Because the NFL came out today with a clarification that clarified absolutely nothing. Yeah, that'll be a good one for us. Yeah, that's a great idea. I'll. Uh, I'll text Jeff about that this evening. <laughs> All right, buddy. Thanks. Now, before you go, who do you think is going to win Sunday? 
Um, I think I predicted, I know I predicted the Saints were going to win. Um, I think that I was, ah, man, I'm making it up. What did I predict? I was at 27, 16, something like that. That sounds kind <laughs> of in the there. range. I was somewhere around there. I'm going to go. Um, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to right now say 27, 16 New Orleans Saints. Mm-hmm. And I picked my beloved Vikings, the purple, in about the opposite style of score, figuring, man, 28, 21, something like that. Yep. And But we're going to find out. It's going to be a good game and fun to watch. I still got to check if it's down here locally. Hopefully it is. Hopefully I don't have a Houston or Dallas game interfering with that. But um, if not, I've got Sunday ticket and we can watch it. So I can't wait. And as you know, your crew has an open invitation to join us live at the two-minute warning. When if, if, first if, we're, if we're winning by 10, I'll come on. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That would be fun. Well, I want to thank you, Wesley, for joining us for Scoling with Friends this week. And may the better team win. Thanks for having me, Dave. Yep. And what do we say? Do that. Skull Vikings. (laughs) Thanks for listening. If you like, rate us on your favorite aggregator. And if you want to see our visual products, join us over on Vikings First and Skull YouTube page. But this has been a podcast-only production of Vikings First and Skull, Skulling with Friends. Skull Vikings!